0: This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 434 Confront Resistance, Reject Self Doubt, and Win the War of Art. Good morning, and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll discuss what resistance is and how you can face it, how your self-doubt can be an ally in your quest to achieve big goals, and how you can clarify your identity to fulfill your life's calling. And welcome to part number two on my three-part series of nonfiction Stephen Pressfield books. This is an odd series for me to do, uh, primarily because I don't tend to do book series like this, but I could not pass up the chance to revisit some of the absolute best books that I have read. And if you heard the episode last week, when I dug into Stephen Pressfield's book, Turning Pro, you heard the conversation where I broke down how to go from an amateur to a professional. And I really believe that that is a core book to read. In fact, I view it as required reading, as I do with his other books as well. And so last week was Turning Pro, this week is The War of Art, and next week will be Do the Work. Now, I have all three of those books with me right here. And they're small books, but they're really, really good. And I believe everyone should read these books, The lessons, the principles, the concepts that Stephen draws from his own uh, really incredible experiences really paint the picture on how we can grow and mature and develop in ways that turn us into professionals who do good work, who make amazing things happen. And that's what I believe is possible for you. I know it's possible for me. I've been using these concepts for years now, and I just love them. And I'm at a phase in my life and career where going back to these books just seems to fit perfectly. And so this week we're going to dig into the war of art. Uh, And no, it's not about art itself. Uh, This is for everyone who wants to accomplish really big goals, who goes through creative journeys, who wants to develop as a person. This is really core stuff. These are battles we all fight. And so get ready for this one. I really, really love this book. Now, to dig into the core of what the book is, let's just get right to it. Resistance. The episode this week is called Confront Resistance, right? Reject the self-doubt that comes with that and ultimately win the War of Art. Now, resistance is a core concept that Stephen discusses in the War of Art that then makes another presence in turning pro and do the work. It is a an underlying principle, an underlying existence that, Stephen makes a very strong argument for, and one that I believe you should truly understand what it is, to identify it, to label it in your own life, and then be able to understand the battle we are all facing. So, resistance itself is the force that stops all of us from doing our work, or building our business, or practicing our craft, or spending quality time on what we were meant to do with our lives. Now, to clarify more about what resistance is, I want to pull an excerpt here from The War of Art Um, to give some context for this quote. uh, Stephen was discussing resistance, but specifically what his workday looks like and how he begins essentially with a focus block of time, as I've discussed here in this show many times. And in his focus block, he's going in to do writing because Stephen is a writer. He has written many great books and screenplays. And so for him... He spends his days working on his craft and fighting his version of resistance, his version of this force that ultimately is trying to stop all of us from doing our best work. So this quote begins with him ending his workday. And he says, The office is closed. How many pages have I produced? I don't care. Are they any good? I don't even think about it. All that matters is that I've put in my time and hit the wall with all I've got. All that counts is for this day, for this session, I have overcome resistance. This is the core of the episode. This is the core of the concept. Resistance is the reason you don't do what you are supposed to do, right? It's the enemy. Steve has a very strong argument that resistance is this kind of evil demon that we are trying to literally battle. That the war of art itself is a war against resistance. And that if we can overcome resistance each and every day, one day at a time, we win. The victory comes from overcoming those forces that want to stop us. Now, what are those forces exactly? They're internal forces. It's our own mind, our own self-doubt. The internal resistance is that thing that says, you know, I've got that important project later today but I've got a reason not to do it. You know, I've got this important thing that I kept procrastinating on, but you know what? Tomorrow seems like a better day, right? All that is, is resistance. It's us finding every possible reason, excuse, or piece of nonsense in our brains to not do the thing that matters the most. And so what Stephen is arguing here is that resistance is real. It is an actual thing that we all experience, regardless of whether you are an artist or a painter. Like Those things are inconsequential. We are all artists. We are all battling resistance each and every day for all the things that matter, whether it's balancing your checkbook or talking to your kids or going to work at a job that you probably shouldn't be at because you just don't love it and you know it's not meant for you. We are all battling some form of this force that says Don't do that thing that you feel like you really should be doing. And you have to decide, am I going to face that demon? Am I going to step up and do the thing that really matters today? Will I face that fear? Because resistance is the ultimate form of fear. So I hope that explains fairly well what resistance is. The second concept here I want to dig into is self-doubt. Self-doubt to me is one of the most important elements. Now, yes, that's discussed in the book, uh, but Stephen doesn't give self-doubt as much uh, time and attention as I'm going to right now, primarily because I personally have dealt with self-doubt forever. Now, you may think, well, Jeff, you sound so confident on this microphone and you talk in this podcast every week. How do you experience self-doubt? Um, let's not kid yourself here. I have tons of it. And this is a great quote here from the book where Stephen says, The counterfeit innovator is wildly self-confident. The real one is scared to death. Okay, one more time. The counterfeit innovator is wildly self-confident. The real one is scared to death. So imagine this for a second. You hear someone who sounds wildly confident, someone who is just incredibly sure of themselves. What Stephen's arguing is they're a counterfeit. They're a fake right? That's not real. That the real innovator, the real change maker, the real person doing the hard work is scared. Now, what are they scared of? They're scared of failure. They're scared of success. They're scared of the forces that hold them back from doing the work that they care about. And self-doubt is at the very center of this conversation. The reason why, in this case, this innovator is scared to death is because they are doubting their own abilities. And ironically, these innovators, these change makers are wildly talented. They have the skills and abilities. And guess what? That innovator is you. You are the the change maker here in this scenario, and you're probably the one experiencing the self-doubt. So this is for you. you know, when you are doubting yourself, when you're actively in that space, you are experiencing resistance in its realest form. Self doubt is actually something to acknowledge and be excited about, potentially. why would you be excited about self-doubt? How is self-doubt an ally in this conversation? Well, because self-doubt is a warning sign. It says, hey, you're doubting yourself, which means you're probably on the right track. We tend to doubt ourselves on the things we're actually most capable of, which sounds counterintuitive. It sounds backwards. It sounds like, well, that can't be true. But the reality is that's how it goes. You know, For me to get in this microphone and actually talk to you about these concepts, I experience a ton of self-doubt every single time I record something. There are zero experiences, zero recordings that I've done where I do not experience self-doubt. It is present each and every time. Now, you may say, well, Jeff, you're an experienced podcaster, an experienced speaker. How do you experience self-doubt on something where you have decades of experience doing the thing? Well, that's the thing about human nature. Self-doubt doesn't go away. Fear doesn't go away. Yes, it will diminish. Yes, it will get smaller over time, and you'll find ways around it. But the fears and the doubts are always there. Back to the quote that Stephen said, the counterfeit innovator is wildly self-confident. right? The real one is scared, and not just scared in the beginning. They're scared the whole way through. They're always facing those battles, always facing that resistance. Now, once again, the the demon here, the, the evil resistance will be smaller and smaller over time. The good news here, you will grow. You will gain skill sets. You will improve. And those self-doubts will be smaller and smaller. But they're always there. Now, in part, they're always there because you're raising the bar, right? For me to podcast to you today, to record this episode, I have a different approach than I did eight and a half years ago. I've raised my own bar. I have improved the quality of the production, improved the content. And so because of that, I have self-doubt every single time I raise my own bar. Every single time that I challenge myself to grow, there is doubt and fear in that process. So if your goal is to face resistance, to improve, to take yourself to the next level, you're going to experience self-doubt and fear at every single interval. It will always be there. So the question is not how do you get rid of self-doubt? It's the wrong question. The question is how do you use it to your advantage? How do you acknowledge its presence and lean into it? That's where the magic happens. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, along those same lines of self-doubt, this brings us to the next part of the conversation, which is that when you are tackling these bigger projects, when you're taking yourself to the next level, when you're doing the work, like the hard work of of the art itself, right, your core project, you're going to experience some real difficulties and you're going to emotionally feel that you're working. Now, what does that tend to mean? Emotionally feeling like you're working means it's hard. It means it kind of sucks. It means there is some misery experience here. Uh, here's another quote from the book. Stephen says that the artist must be like the Marine. He has to know how to be miserable. He has to take pride in being more miserable than any other soldier or swabby or jet jockey, because this is war, baby. And war is hell. Stephen's pretty intense. Like, he takes these things to the next level because what he is talking about here is that there is a sense of of misery, of a masochism in doing work that's difficult. I mean, I'll use the simple example here of running the marathons and ultra marathons I've done in the past. I can tell you firsthand that when you're doing really hard work that you care about, which I am very passionate about running, it's really hard. It hurts physically, mentally, emotionally. It is painful. You are, I'm literally in those moments. I am miserable from head to toe. And yet, I still love it. And yet, I still want to go back again the next day and do it all over again. The misery is not a sign that it's the wrong thing to do. Now, it could be. If at the core of who you are, you say, well, Jeff, I'm not a runner. That actually is the truest form of misery for me. I don't want to do that. That's different than the kind of misery we're talking about here. I'm talking about misery and hard work and really putting in the effort on things you have already connected with emotionally to say, this is my calling. This is the thing I'm supposed to be doing. I feel this magnet pulling me in that this is who I am. And if this is who you are and that's how you feel about it and you're that emotionally invested in this thing you care about, then the misery is part of the process and it doesn't feel like you would think that it would. Right? So if you've not run ultra marathons, you might think that running you know, literally 26, 36, 50, 100 miles is just torture. But the thing is, it's not torture for those who do it. It's a much deeper sense of fulfillment and satisfaction and fulfilling their calling. It feels like it's supposed to happen. When you get to that point where you're doing work where the misery feels good, where it feels like, yes, I put in the work and I am proud of the work that I did. I'm so glad I sacrificed, so glad that I got the end results I wanted. I gave myself to this thing. Well, then it's not actually misery, is it? It's this real, deep, centered satisfaction of doing great work. So, yes, there is a possibility that as you pursue this war of arts, that you're battling resistance and you're facing your fears and your self-doubts, you can experience many forms of misery, many forms of going to war metaphorically. However, that might be a sign everything is going the way it's supposed to go. And to bring this back full circle to the marathon metaphor, um, one of my favorite runners in the world, Dean Karnazes, who was a guest on this podcast actually, um, has a really famous quote that says, run when you can, walk if you have to, crawl if you must, just never give up. Now, what Dean is talking about, directly speaking, is running ultramarathons, running then walking, then crawling, just simply never giving up. That is so true of the thing you are meant to be doing, that you feel so passionate about it, you're so committed to it, that you are willing to crawl all the way in your hands and knees to get to that finish line because you are just that committed to finishing. You're that committed to the project. That's the goal. Now, as you're pursuing this magical goal that you're after, there is a tendency to want to procrastinate, to let resistance win, right? To put off the dream further and further and further. Procrastination, as it stands, you might just think of as some nagging part of your life that just tends to be there, that you tend to put off these important things, but it's not necessarily that big of a deal. I'm here to tell you that procrastination is one of the absolute worst habits. (laughs) It's one of the worst because it is the thing that will delay your dreams indefinitely. Here's another great quote from the book. Stephen says, The most pernicious aspect of procrastination is that it can become a habit. We don't put off our lives today. We put them off till our deathbed. Never forget this very moment we can change our lives. There never was a moment and never will be when we are without the power to alter our destiny. That's powerful, right? That's a really good quote. And of course, it aligns to what I say every single week on this show, right? That you have the power to change your life. Now, I say the fun begins bright and early. What Steven says is that power is here in this very moment and you don't have to wait till tomorrow to do it. Right. You could actually make the argument that the 5 a.m. miracle is a procrastination technique. Oh, I'll get out of bed early tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow morning, I'll take care of my problems. Tomorrow, I'll fix that issue. This podcast and the messages that I speak here every week are not about tomorrow. Never have been, never will be. It's about right now. It always is because this moment is the one where you can make that change. This is it procrastination is a deadly habit you know putting off the inevitable just makes the thing harder delaying your calling makes it further away than it ever possibly could be because procrastination just feeds the beast right all it does is feed that evil devil on your shoulder or that that you know the the good dog the bad dog don't feed the wrong one don't do that Don't allow procrastination to creep in and stay in your life indefinitely because it needs to go away. Yes, it will always exist in some form, but for the things that you care the most about, don't let it be a tomorrow scenario. Let it be a right now one and see how that works for you. Now, the final area of the War of Art that I want to discuss has to do with your identity and your life calling. Now, you may not feel that you actually have this personal life mission, that you're not actually on this earth for a specific reason, that you could do a variety of things. Stephen makes the argument that that's not true. And I really, I like that philosophy. Whether it's true or not, whether you believe in it or not, is, uh, is less important. What's important is that you embrace the idea that your identity is powerful, that when you're committed to something, it matters. So here's what Stephen says says, we're not born with unlimited choices. We can't be anything we want to be. We come into this world with a specific personal destiny. We have a job to do, a calling to enact, a self to become. We are who we are from the cradle and we're stuck with it. Our job in this lifetime is not to shape ourselves into some ideal we imagine we ought to be, but to find out who we are already and become it. I really like that. I really like that philosophy. And it's one that I think you can truly embrace from now all the way through to your own deathbed. That we have a specific personal destiny, a job to do, a calling to enact, a self to become. That's powerful. So if you're not in that place now where you feel that connected to a mission, that you're not here for some specific reason, this is your chance to go figure that out. Because when you do actually make the decision that, you know, there is this thing I've been postponing, there is this thing that I've had in the back of my mind that I should be doing, right, should be in quotes, but that really means that you feel magnetized towards it, right? When you think about that calling, that will elicit resistance. When you think about your best work that you want to do, the very next thought you're probably going to have is the reason why you can't do it the reason why it's not possible for you now. And if that's your very next thought is here's the thing I want, but here's all the laundry list of reasons why it can't be possible. That's a really good sign. You're on the right track. It's a really good sign that that thing matters to you. So you want to listen when resistance pops up, acknowledge its existence and lean into that because that is a sign. This is something that matters to you. Really listen because those moments are important. And if those moments are repeated in your life over and over again, you keep thinking, man, I should be doing X, Y, Z, then do it, right? This is your chance to lean in and make that possible. Win that war of art every single day. Fight that resistance. Do your focus blocks of time and tackle that stuff because it matters. And if you do want to tackle that specific personal destiny, that mission tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. and experience your own 5 a.m. miracle, then yes, do so. There's a lot that can be said about overcoming resistance first thing in the morning, overcoming resistance when your willpower and your discipline are at their peak. Those things are important. They do matter. So change your schedule, change your calendar, change your mission and begin tomorrow morning. If not today today on what you're truly here for. And for that action step this week, of course, go get your copy of The War of Art. If you experience self-doubt, which we all do, or you've strongly felt that resistance that Steven talks about so strongly, you know there is a need to face this force head on. Now, the book highlights exactly what resistance is and how you can make it work to your advantage. So go get the links to his books at jeffsanders.com slash 434 for the episode notes for this episode. And of course, subscribe to this podcast so you can hear last week's episode on Turning Pro, this one on The War of Art, next one on Do the Work. And that's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright,